in a series called Kingdom People. Um, we're in a series about the kingdom the whole year through. Uh, we looked at a kingdom people trust last week, trust in God and all that he is for all, that our, all of our lives. And today we're looking at a kingdom people grow. Okay, that's our, our title today. God loves transformation. Change is on God's heart, and it's God's heart for his people. If you want to know why growing as a child of God, as a believer, as someone who knows him, is important, then let me say this. Personal growth leads to kingdom growth. When I grow, the kingdom grows. When I grow... Corporate growth happens. God's rule and God's reign increases, which is what the kingdom is, if you like. It's bigger than the church. It's God's whole rule and reign over all things. And if that wasn't enough to say why growing as a Christian is important, W.S. Burroughs, an American author, I don't think he was a Christian, he says this. He says, if you stop growing, you start dying. If you're not going forward, you're going nowhere. If you've stagnated, you're not progressing. And God's heart for us is that we would grow, all of us, to be more like his son, Jesus. When I think of the word grow, I think of gardening. I'm not a gardener. How are you, how's your gardening? Who are the gardeners? There's one or two, I'm sure. Love you guys, well done. Mostly the retired. <laughs> I thought I'll leave gardening to when I'm retired. I'm not, I'm not good at it. In fact, um, I might truck in a few puns today as well, if that's right. A few dad jokes. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. I tried gardening. I wanted to do a, a complete herb garden, but I just couldn't find the time. <laughs> that's the first one. They don't get any better. Jesus spoke of gardening a lot. He spoke of parables with arables, all farming was where they were at. And so if he can do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to talk about the stages of growth through looking at the plant stages of growth. But first I want to say this, a key foundation to growth is death. It's the key point today. Life and growth comes after death. In John 12, 24, Jesus was heading towards his death, and he says to his disciples in verse 23, he says, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man, he was talking about himself, to be glorified. He says, very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Do you know a plant seed essentially ceases to exist so that the plant can grow? It gives itself up from the potential of life that is contained within that tiny little seed comes new life. New life that's capable of producing fruit, a harvest. But first it must give up itself 
It must die. Jesus gave up his life for us. This is a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of the good news. It's a picture of how Jesus gave up his fine and perfect life, his sinless life, for the sake of others. He died, the Bible tells us, so that many sons and daughters would be brought to glory. The seed of Jesus Christ became nothing, even to death, so that he could rescue the likes of you and me that are far from him. Because we've chosen our own way, and sin is ruling in our lives, he died so the likes of you and I could have life. This is the good news of the gospel. What's the first stage of seed growth? Well, it's the seed stage, it's germination, and in the spiritual sense, I want to say it's marked by confession. We're away from God, living our best lives, ignoring him. Someone sows a seed, a seed of there's another way to live. The seed has good conditions. The soil of my heart is just ripe for this seed. And faith rises in me. It comes from the the potential of that seed and hearing the word of God. This is what's happened in everyone who's been baptized today. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6 that God himself starts this process. His light, it says, shines in our hearts His light gives us the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We begin to understand who he is and what he's done and how far fallen we are from him and his perfect heaven. And what do we have to do to come to him? Death comes from, life comes from death. We have to die. We have to confess our sin. We have to admit that we were wrong. There's a death that takes place so that we can come into life. We repent by saying we're sorry of our sin, God. And we come into new life with him. If we conceal our sin, it does us no good. If we repent and confess our sin, we find the mercy and grace of God pouring out towards us. Paul said this, didn't he? He found it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone's in Christ, what? The the new creation. A metamorphosis has happened. A transformation. A huge one. You've gone from death to life. You've gone from darkness to light. You've gone from a slave of sin into a servant of the living God. Jesus Christ is our new master. The old has gone, the new has come. That's a transformation like no other. It's the first stage of growth. What we saw, (laughs) we used to have the baptisms under here, by the way, I went the wrong way. What we saw over here, that people were, the picture is that they're in the grave. They're dying to their old lives and they're being raised again, just as Christ was raised again into that new life. Okay, what's the second stage? It's the vegetative stage. All right, this is where the, the, the thing starts to grow. It's, it's, it's spiritually, it, it's about character. It's about God making us more like 
Jesus. It's about roots. It's about putting yourself down deep into all that God is. It's that that changes our character. And just because it's called vegetative stage, does that mean we just veg out and let God do it? Do we just kind of cross our legs and empty our minds and let God change us? No, we're active in this. And the way it happens, guess what? Is by many little ongoing daily deaths as we die to our old life and we become like him. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. There's a huge cost involved. This gift of eternal life is absolutely free. It only costs you your life. Just as it cost him his life, but we die to our lives and we get a new life in him, which is far better, is far superior in every way. We take up our cross daily, every day. Every day there's decisions. Whether I become more like Jesus or less like Jesus. It's how we grow in our character every day. In fact, multiple times a day. <laughs> Am I becoming more like Jesus or less like him? Dane Ortland uh, begins his book, Deeper, with a simple question. He says, how do Christians grow? And he goes on to answer, and he says, sanctification, that's a big word, that basically means becoming more like Jesus, does not happen by doing more or becoming better, but by going deeper. Deeper into what? Deeper into the wondrous truths of God's gospel and his love. Paul prayed, continuously for this it seemed in every letter we can see him praying that those that have come to faith would go deeper in God Colossians 1 we could we'll read this together it'll come up on the screen um, verse 9 to 13 um, it says this it says this is one example of Paul praying uh, for his people to go deeper, put their roots down to, to get to him in order that their character might be developed. He says this, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may have a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing good fruit or fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. That's heaven. Whew. There's a lot in there. As we come to God, God is already working in us. This is the good news, all right? He fills us with that knowledge. He gives us 
the Spirit that helps us to find wisdom and understanding. He is the one who is committed to transforming us. Did you pick that up in that passage? He is initiating his character formation in our lives. He transforms us into his image with ever-increasing glory. For me, this is the difference between trying and trusting. So often we can just try harder to be more like Jesus, right? Trying is... It's why people do New Year's resolutions and never get past the 2nd of January. They have a desire, but there's no power. There's no internal kind of uh, spirit like we have as Christians. Trying can lead to fatigue and to guilt, to shame, and ultimately to quitting. But trusting, trusting that God is for you and your change leads to his grace working through our lives. It leads to a hunger that we want to be with him because of what he has done for us. It leads to a flow of the Holy Spirit in and through us. And guess what? It's the Spirit that brings fruit in our lives. The fruit that lasts, fruit that has significance. And so I want to encourage you today, if you're trying, if you're striving, if that's where you're at, to be more like Jesus and put your roots deeper. Go back to the wondrous gospel afresh and begin to get back in the flow, if you like, of that Holy Spirit. There's a river of life that you can cultivate that is from God that will enable you each day to daily die to become more like Jesus. Yes, that's Bible reading. Yes, it's meditation on the word, on the truths, embedding them in us. Of course, it's prayer, a relationship with him, open communication, talking with our God who loves us and wants to change us. Other people are also involved in this. God's involved. He initiates it. He's the lifeblood. You're involved. Of course you are. We have a responsibility. But others also are so important. Others can speak into your life. They can shape you. It's how I've grown in many ways over the years. People speaking into my life, trusted friends, who have helped me become more like Jesus. We get that from our community. We get that from our small groups, our life groups. We get that from serving on a Sunday. Being in community facilitates growth. Just one, I guess, word of warning here. This is not just about knowledge. I love what Dave said in the video. He, he said he kind of he knew about God but it hadn't really got to his heart as yet. And it was that that transformed him. We can have a lot of information. Information is everywhere. 
right now. We can be overloaded with information. I think most of us are already way over-informed, way and above our level of working this out in practice, above our obedience to putting this into reality. God wants to renew our minds, yes, as we understand him. But he also wants us to redo our actions and to put it into practice. All the commands of Jesus, love your neighbor. That's not easy, is it? <laughs> Every time, love your neighbor. Oh, and when I just think I'm getting love your neighbor, the Bible says love your enemy. That's not easy, is it? Another death that has to die in me as I become more like Jesus. And just one small example of this. Uh, I was listening to Lanray preach a while back on, on Jesus and money. And he said, does your life, he asked the question, he says, does your life reflect generous giving? And I wrote that down. Is this a really good question? But if I never go back to that question, if I never put it into practice, I've not grown. I've just heard a good question. And as a result of that question, I had this sense from God, I want you to put aside a little bit and I want you to look out for people that you can give it to. And over the last few months, I've been doing that. And it's been an incredible sense, just a small way of growing to be more like Jesus. Number three, the reproductive stage. All right, this is where the fruit comes, and it's all about calling. We've done confession. We're growing in our character. We also want to grow in our calling as God enables us. I'm not going to spend very long on this at all because I've got a whole session on this coming in a few weeks, uh, talking about the multiplication aspect of us as disciples. Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, like we've been doing today, teaching them. Teaching them what? To obey, to put this stuff into practice in their lives, in every place on earth. He said, I will be with you as you do this. As we go deeper, as we go into the wondrous truths of God and his gospel, we naturally go wider. God calls us to work this stuff out amongst his people and amongst those that don't yet know him yet. DNA of every plant is to reproduce. The seeds, if you like, are to be spread and to go wider. Do you know that God's original plan for plant reproduction and pollination was the wasps, but then he went with plan B. It's another pun. Some of you missed it. Thanks, mate.
I tried to help my wife develop a little bit of character. I told her she was inappropriate dressed for gardening. And she just dug her heels in. We are God's workmanship, the Bible tells us, created in Jesus Christ to do good works that will bear fruit, fruit that will last, fruit that will endure. What's your calling? Are you growing? Because you know God's called you into areas of influence and people. Yes, in your work. Yes, in sports clubs. I grew incredibly by just serving in, in amongst our young people. In fact, I think the first thing I did was to put out the chairs. It's one of those areas that just seems to be a great way to start. And yet you grow as you go and as you give and you put it into practice. Then I led a youth group. Then I got involved in a life group, started contributing in a life group. Then I led a life group. These are callings of my life in God where he's grown me in incredible ways. Developed my character, yes, no doubt. Been marked with lots of confession, yes. We don't just start with confession. It goes right through all of these processes. And that's often where I grew most. Are you in that place? Are you growing? Are you more like Jesus this year than you were last year? Or perhaps we should be thinking, are we more like Jesus yesterday? I mean today than we are yesterday. Are we more loving? Are we more accepting? Are we more caring? Are we less judgmental? All of these things happen every day. And we have choices, don't we? And God's with us every day in the choices by his spirit, willing us, winning us to make the right choice to grow and develop and to become more like him. Okay, I didn't say, I said I wouldn't say much. Last stage, here we go, the death stage. Legacy. It's about spiritual consummation. We've heard an exceptional metamorphosis that happens when we come to Christ. There's one more. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. It's when we die. It's the ultimate death, our death as a human, our bodies that carry our spirit that has been made alive in Jesus Christ runs out of breath. He calls our day. And we actually go from death, if you're a Christian, into life. Jesus was talking about the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15 and in verse 36. The question was, how are the dead raised? What will the body look like? And Jesus replied, how foolish. It doesn't look like what you have now. He says, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. We've heard that before, haven't we? You don't plant the body, you plant the seed. And it becomes the body. He goes on to say that what we have now will be nothing like 
what we will have in eternity. You see, what's sown perishable will be raised imperishable. What's sown in weakness where we are now will be raised in strength and in glory. My friends, if we have confessed our sin, then our consummation, our legacy will be eternity in heaven with Jesus. Our shell body will ultimately die and will be raised to life in a new and perfect body. Will we continue to grow in heaven? Good question. Good question. I think the depths of God are so vast. His love is so incredible that there's a whole lot of understanding of who he is to come. But what we know in part here, we will know in full there. Let us be those, the kind of disciples that hear God by being in his presence, by loving his word, by cultivating the spirit in our lives. Those that hear God. And as he speaks to us, be those that put that into practice. That we would grow in our character. We would grow in our calling. And yes, we would do the same for others. We would reproduce what we know in Christ. Each one of us as a disciple, making a disciple of someone else. And my heart and my prayer is that as we put these things into practice, we will see many, many more disciples, people coming to know Jesus, many more metamorphoses, transformations of lives, just like we've seen today. Because that's what we're about, because that's what God was about. Shall we stand? We feel like God wants to just nudge a few things in us. I hope he's been speaking to you and your hearing this morning. The first one, if you don't yet know Jesus, if you're in this place this morning and this is new to you, and I want to just address you specifically for a moment. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. But you can have the chance today to have an incredible transformation that will change your life forever. You might, life, you might think your life is fulfilling now. There's more to be fulfilled in your life when you come to the creator of your life who wants to develop your character and help you find your calling.
You might find your life is shocking now. And you can't wait to get away from it. <laughs> Let me tell you, the life of Jesus Christ living in you is like nothing else. Maybe you want to confess your sin to him today and come into the kingdom of light from the kingdom of darkness. I thought there were some other people here just stuck. You're stuck. In terms of your growth in God. You know you're stuck. (laughs) And I believe God's going to give you just a spiritual impetus to move back into him, as it were, and to grow again as you go again. And lastly, if you're striving, you've been trying for years, and you feel like you're getting nowhere, I want to encourage you just to talk to someone you trust and to get them to pray for you for the power of the Holy Spirit, the flow of the river in and through your life that will start to transform you. Father, help us to be these, the kind of disciples that you had in mind. We love you. We thank you for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you that you've saved us. Not only have you saved us, you've given us a power to live this life. Lord, it's thrilling when we find out what you've created us for. And to do that for you. And to reproduce. Lord, help us every day to take up our cross and to follow you. Because you took up your cross and laid down your life. And for that, we are truly grateful. Lord, would you continue to bring many souls to yourself, many sons and daughters to glory. That joy that was set before you is us. And Lord, there's many, many more people. Lord, would we be your disciples who make those disciples so they too can know the truth of Jesus Christ and to live in the fullness of life, all for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.